Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. All right, let's read. Here we go. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Why are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And then there's a chapter break. There's a next chapter which follows on. Matthew chapter 4. Listen to this. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness mm -mm -mm, to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, woo, 40 days and 40 nights, my goodness, that is a long time to fast. Man, I struggle to fast 40 minutes, man, let alone 40 days and 40 nights. My goodness. And I love how the Bible is so, you know, so obvious. Afterwards, it says these words. Afterwards, he was hungry. Yes, I'm sure he would have been very hungry indeed. He was very hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word, hallelujah, come on, that proceeds from the mouth of God. Verse 5, then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Listen to what the devil says, for it is written. Now let's hold up for a minute. Let's back it up for a second. The devil is quoting scripture to Jesus. The devil is quoting the word to the one who is the word that became flesh. And here it is, the devil is trying to manipulate things. And I want to tell you, you know what, we need to be careful. We need to understand that when we apply scriptures, it's critical that, you know, we can manipulate scripture to adjust the word of God to suit our lives instead of adjusting our life by the word of God. And this is what the devil does. He, he'll manipulate the scriptures. And listen to what he says. He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus replies, said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Let's pray today. God, I thank you for your word. God, I know as the grass withers and the flower fades, your word shall stand forever. And God, I pray, let your word speak to us, change us today. In fact, change us for all eternity. I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name, and God's people said, amen, amen and amen. I want to preach a message entitled, When the Honeymoon is Over. When the honeymoon is over, you know, just yesterday we had an amazing wedding, you know, we got, we got uh, the Pacals in the house this morning, praise the Lord, come on, amen, uh, Liam and Philinio, I'm telling you, this, this place was like completely transformed, it was amazing, she wasn't joking by just saying, I've just got a few flowers, I was like, okay, okay, I think you ordered the whole Bean Lee flower shop or something, <laughs> but amen, it was beautiful, you know, just like the wedding, 
Uh, you've got the flowers, you've got the nice music, the romance between the groom and the bride. Uh, it's so beautiful. The wedding is like this spectacular moment. You know, it's such an amazing time. You can hear them exchange their vows. It's a very emotional time. You know, the, the wedding is the time of joy where photos are taken. You, you know, you hear the speeches. The wedding is like amazing. And then all of a sudden, you know what? The wedding is over. <laughs> I remember that afterwards, Marwa and I, would just after they finished walking out, leaving them, gone into the car. All right, let's blow out the candles. <laughs> the wedding's over now. You know, so, so here we go. Man, I was running out of breath. Felina, you guys had so much candles. <laughs> but I tell you what, when the wedding is over, the people came down, took the flowers down, they took the, and went back to the normal church. <laughs> And that's what I want to preach on this morning, when the honeymoon is over. Think about the resemblance of our text for a minute. Jesus gets baptized, amazing ceremony. God speaks, he says, this is my son whom I am well pleased. And then the very next chapter, the honeymoon is over. Jesus is now in the wilderness. Come on. He, one, one minute he's like, yeah, man, praise the Lord. The heavens open. The next thing you know, the Spirit's leading him into the wilderness. The wedding's over, the honeymoon's finished. So let's consider number one, the first point, the water and the wilderness. And this is what I want you to understand, church, that you will experience the water and the wilderness. There are going to be times when you experience God's presence. There are going to be times when you experience His favor. You sense, man, God is speaking to you clearly. This is my son. This is my daughter. I am well pleased. It's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like God's favor comes upon you. You know, this is the water part where the baptism is happening in your life. You know, this is the, the water part where the highlights, you know what, where you post on your Instagram. This is where you want everyone to see all the good things that are happening. Post it on Facebook. All the good things are happening in my life. God's been good to me. Yes, I sense his presence. And then there's the wilderness part. Mm. Come on, somebody. Don't be quiet now. There's the wilderness part. This is the part where you don't want anyone to know about. You don't want your brothers to know that you're going through the wilderness. You don't want to, you know what, you go through the wilderness. Ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing going for you. This is the part where you get attacked. This is the part where you question, man, God, are you really here? The honeymoon is over. And I want you to understand, church, that life is lived at the water and the wilderness. But we all love the water part. Amen. <laughs> Don't go quiet. We all love the water part where everything's going well. We all love it when, you know what, there's uh, money in the bank. There's fuel in the car. You know what, your dog sits when you say sit. You know what, your wife loves you, your spouse adores you. But what happens when all of a sudden you ain't got no money? <laughs> what happens when you're living off too many noodles? Amen. Well, what happens when you lose your job? What happens when all of a sudden COVID-19 strikes? The church goes online. You're in the wilderness. The, the enemy starts to attack you. The enemy gets in your mind. Oh, Lord, where are you? I was like experiencing, you know, the amazing miracles that you've done in my life. And all of a sudden, I'm in the wilderness. What's happening? Everything. And I want you to understand, you know what? Don't let it put you off course. This is part of God's plan. Sometimes we're going to live in the water. Sometimes we're going to live in the wilderness. But we all love the water part. We all love the honeymoon, but as soon as the honeymoon phase is over, come on, things get difficult. Kids get out of hand, they get sick, you get tired, you're in the wilderness. <laughs> I want you to listen to Mark's story, Mark's account, his version of events of what happened. Mark chapter 1 verses 9, he says it like this, he says, It came to pass in those days 
that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this is what I want you to see. Verse 12, immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. Immediately. I hate that part of the Bible. <laughs> immediately. You know, there's things in your life where it's going good, but immediately something happens. Has anyone ever experienced that before? You know what, you're going through life and you think, oh yeah, I've got it. And all of a sudden, this is immediately, you have found yourself in a wilderness. The wilderness is a picture of dry things. The wilderness is a picture of you're, you're, you're distant with, uh, you know, community. But I want to tell you, are you sensitive to the working of the Holy Spirit wherever He leads, wherever He guides you? Because the text tells us the Spirit had led Him. And so many times our flesh can get in the way. So many times our preferences get in the way and be like, no, 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 I don't want to go there. I, no, 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 I don't want to experience the trials and tribulation. I just want to be goosebumps. I just want it to feel good. I just want it to be a good, smooth sailing Christianity. But no, no, when God is dealing with you, He's leading you to a place where He wants to deal with your nature. He wants to deal with certain attitudes in your life. He wants to deal with your character. And so He leads you, His Spirit begins to lead you into the wilderness. And I want you to understand, you know what, let us not fight with God's Spirit, but let us surrender and yield ourselves to His voice to say, you know what, God, wherever you lead me, wherever you guide me, I'll follow. Amen. Here we find ourselves. One moment, Jesus is getting baptized. The next moment, He's in a battle. One moment, Jesus is in total comfort. The next moment, He's in direct conflict. One moment he's in close communion, the next moment he's in total isolation. One moment he hears the voice of heaven, the next minute he's hearing the voice from hell. One moment Jesus hears, this is my beloved son, the next moment he's hearing, if you are the son of God. One moment he gets a word in the water, the next thing he's in warfare in the wilderness. Come on, don't act like you've never been there before. You know, how is it on Sunday we experience God's power? How is it on Sunday we experience His presence? And then on Monday, the devil is trying to undo what He said over your life. Has anybody ever been there before? That was like, you know what, hallelujah, then all of a sudden it's holy moly. It's like, man, all of a sudden things have changed, things have shifted. Can anyone relate to that this morning? Oh, it's getting quiet, only just two of us. Amen, I must be in the wrong place. Amen. I thought I'm in a potter's house. That's all right. That's all right. I'll just preach to the two people. I forgot there's some holy rollers up in here. I forgot there's some people that were born with a Bible in the hand and came out speaking in tongues. Amen. You didn't come out saying ga ga goo You came out saying shandarabasi. Come on, anybody real this morning? Anybody real that says, you know what? I've, I've been through some things. I've been through some trials. You know what? We ain't going to be all holy rolly up in here. Come on. We've been through the fire. We've been through the wilderness. So we've got to say, you know what? There's got to be moments where we're experiencing great favor. And there's going to be moments where we're going to experience the fire. And we've got to say, you know what? God, wherever you lead, I'm going to trust you. God, wherever you lead me, one moment I'm here, one moment there. God, let me surrender to what you're doing in my life. And you need to understand very carefully. The Bible tells us that life simply happens. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Listen to this, a time to be born and a time to die. There's going to be good times, there's going to be some bad times is what he's saying. 
a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. There are seasons in life, church, that we need to understand. Life simply happens sometimes. There's going to be some good times, there's going to be some bad times, but will we begin to surrender our lives to the working of His Spirit? Let it be clear that life happens. Ecclesiastes 9 chapter 11 tells us time and chance happen to them all. And I think we forget that sometimes. We, we think, oh, yeah, Christianity, Jesus loves me. He, he forgave me of my sins. You know what? Yeah, I'm just going to live victorious. Then life happens. Then circumstance change. And it's like, man, God, where are you? But we need to understand, you know what? No, life happens. Let's not just blame it on the devil. Oh, it's just a, no, no, no. Could it be the Spirit of God that's actually drawing you to a certain place in your life, certain moments in your life that he's dealing with you? Jesus says this, Matthew chapter 4, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. That you may be the sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son, S-U-N, rise on the evil and on the good and sends the rain on the just and the unjust. Life is going to happen. We're going to experience life on both ends, both spectrums, one way or the other. My question to you this morning, how are you going to survive the wilderness? How are you going to survive the wilderness? So let's talk about, secondly, surviving the wilderness. In our text, Jesus is tempted by the devil. If you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. The devil attacked the very thing that God confirmed at the water. The devil will confirm and attack your identity in Christ. Are you God's son? Are you the daughter of God? He'll attack your identity. He'll attack the very thing that God confirmed. This is my son, whom I'm well pleased. And you know what? As believers, we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And the devil will come and attack us, our very own identity. And I want to say, you know what, to you, you need to remind, uh, the devil will remind yourself of your past, but you got to get into his word. Because I, I, I believe that the enemy will replay all the habits of your past. He'll, he'll begin to bring back the memories of the pain and heartache. He'll remind you of the brokenness. He'll attack your identity. Oh, you're not a Christian. Oh, you say you're a believer. Listen, if you've been born again, if you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you ought to tell the devil, Romans 8 chapter 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Jewish term that means it's a special endearment for a son to call the father. It's like us calling Daddy. And he says, you know what, we are sons of the Most High God. We've received a spirit of adoption. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And I want to tell you, the devil, when you're in your wilderness, he'll begin to attack your identity. Are you the Son of God? If you are the Son of God, turn these things. If you are the Son of God, I'm telling you, the devil will attack Christ within you. Turn these stones to bread. 
Jesus turns to the devil and says, man shall not live by bread alone, but listen, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I want to tell you this morning, if you're going to survive the wilderness, you've got to do exactly what Jesus says in here, right here in this text, which is to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's, that's, a, that's the key right there. That proceeds out of the mouth of God. What does that mean? Well, there's two things. Number one is the logos. It's the written word. It's when you wake up in the morning and you've, you've opened the Bible and you see the written word of God. That's the logos part. Jesus is referring to the rima part. This is where the word of the Holy Spirit quickens to a specific person for a specific situation. And Jesus is saying to you and I today, listen, if you're in the wilderness, you got to live not by bread alone. Meaning, you know, don't just try and turn things into bread that you can find strength in, that you can try and uh, satisfy in life. Jesus is saying we shall live by the rhema word that comes from God. Meaning, you know what, there's certain things in your life that you got to allow God to speak into you from his word. For example... Jesus says in Matthew 28, verse 11, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, this might not mean anything, say, for example, to Marion, but this might mean a lot to Anne. The Rima word of God speaks to Anne in a way like never before. Like, you know, hypothetically speaking, Anne might be so tired at work, she might be frustrated at work, and all of a sudden the word of God is quickened to her in her specific moment and says, you know what, I'll give you rest, Anne. I'll give you rest. I'll come to me. God is drawing her to herself. And that's what it means when you're in the wilderness. The Rima word of God comes to your specific situation just for that particular moment. And my question to you is this, are you hearing the voice of God? Because one way or the other, if you're not hearing the voice of God, you'll be hearing the voice of the devil. Come on now. The devil will be tempting you. You know what? Do certain things in your life to fulfill it. But you know, we ought to do what Christ said and to live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We need to be listening. This is where our faith gets stirred. That's why Paul says faith comes by what? By hearing and by hearing the word of God. Our faith needs to be stirred when we hear God's word. He speaks to us. God begins to minister to us like never before. I've been praying this prayer. God, I pray you speak to me so I can speak to others. God, you minister to me so I can minister to others. Because if all I'm doing is this, and the Bible says, blah, 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 blah. Ain't, ain't no rima going to happen. Ain't, ain't nothing going to affect people's lives. God, I pray the Rima word, talk to me that I may speak a timely word in season. And I want to encourage you, you got to get into the word yourself because there'll be times, there'll be moments where you're facing tribulation. There'll be moments where you, your situation or circumstances will change. But there's got to be a time where you say, God, I'm going to listen to your still small voice. I don't know what's happening around me, but God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to hear your voice. You got to allow him to speak to you. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. That's saying, you know what, I'm going to live by faith, not by my feelings. I'm going to live by his word, not by my own opinions. I want to challenge you today. Can I challenge you this morning? Get rid of the distractions. 
the distractions from everything that is beckoning your call. Everything is calling for your attention. Your kids are calling for your attention. Wife needs your attention. Work needs your attention. House needs attention. But I want to tell you, Christ should be having all our attention because yet he speaks with a still small voice. But yet we've got all these distractions happening. That is why in your wilderness, listen, this is where you got to step up in your faith. I'm going to fast and, fast and pray. Jesus fasted and he prayed 40 days, 40 nights. When was the last time you fasted and prayed? I was so encouraged with uh, Liam and Felinia. You know, they, um, they fasted and prayed for the date to get married. They, they fasted. You know, God gave them the date. They said, yep, this is the date. We're going to do it. And they were telling me in discussion, you know, we could have, you know, definitely waited until everything's over. But you know what? They, they believed in God that this day was special. And they fasted and prayed for this day, and God gave it to them. And it's amazing. It turned out to be one of the most special moments. Even for me, I was just like, man, I was blown away. Because of the fact that these two couples decided to fast and pray. Just the other uh, day, you know, Hemi was like, let's fast and pray for the boys' house. Fasting and praying. You know what, let's, let's pray for this house. And then they got a call, you know what, and they say, hey, you've got the house. Fasting and praying. It begins to move its situations. It, be, it not only does that, but it does something in you, doesn't it? God begins to change you. God begins to challenge you. God begins to speak to you. All because you choose to disconnect from your, uh, certain distractions and you connect to, to the true power source which is Jesus Christ. We mark it down. There's going to be times where you won't feel the goosebumps. Mark it down. The honeymoon season will be finished. But where will you be? Will you be fasting and praying? Will you be listening to his voice? The devil came and said, turn these stones to bread. The devil turned and says, you know what? Brings him to a high mountain. All these I offer you. You know, we got to say, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to remain humble. I don't want anything else but Jesus. I don't want anything else but his word. It is written. It is written. The whole thing throughout the Bible, when he was tempted, it is written. And that is the, the thing we need to get in our spirit to say, you know what, God, I'm going to get into your word. God, I'm going to understand. I'm going to be believing for the Rima word, the spirit of God to speak to my life. When will you do that? I encourage you to do that straight away. Say, you know what, God, you might be in a season right now. Well, you feel that the honeymoon season is over. You got saved. God's doing miracles in your life. And, but now you're, you feel like you're in a wilderness. Can I encourage you this morning to turn off every distraction? That's even distractions from friends, distractions of the TV, distractions of the media. And get back to the book of books. Get back to the word of God. Get back on your knees. Begin to humbly cry out, God, I need you. God, I need you in my time of wilderness because what ends up happening is the devil flees. You know what? There'll be a time where victory will come in your life. Let us not grow weary, Galatians 6 verse 9 says, while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Don't give up, church. Someone watching this morning, you, you feel like quitting. Someone you're watching today, you're sitting down in your living room right now. God is speaking to you directly. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. God is doing something behind the midst. You know what? The, there's things that are happening that we don't even see. 
God is working on you. God is working on your character. God is working on you to grow and grow in your relationship with Him. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Very simple message this morning. When the honeymoon season is over, you got to have to have own, your own relationship with Jesus. Amen. You're watching this morning or you're here in this place. You know your heart is not right with God. You know if you were to die in your sins today, you, you wouldn't make heaven your home. You know you, you'd end up in hell. No liar, no thief, no fornicator shall inherit the kingdom of God, the Bible tells us. Which is why God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You can be forgiven of your sins. You can make heaven your home. And it comes down to you making a decision to lay down your life for Christ, to give your life to Jesus and accept Him as your Lord and Savior. If you want to do that this morning, you know your heart isn't right with God. You raise your hand and you say, yes, that's me. You're speaking to me. I feel the Holy Spirit.